That's Retro Fandango. That's Retro Fandango. When it's Android over iPhone, and you can keep your stupid amiibo and always bashing on Nintendo. But that's Retro Fandango. That's Retro Fandango. Thanks, Retro Fandango. Well, are we live? Is it going? It's going now. I'm waiting. It's going I've been, now. I've been sitting here for a long time. <laughs> Look. Waiting we, to get started. We got to keep on you to make sure that uh, this is a trend that continues. What do you mean a trend? Hello, well, everyone, and welcome hello, to Hello, everyone, and welcome to... See? I'm trying to do. I'm trying to do everything, and I just get cut off, and I get I get complaints. Episode one sixty nine. I waited till you stuffed your face before I pulled out the sixty nine. That is day old cornbread, and it is good. I have that should have been your nickname in high school, day old cornbread. Here comes day old cornbread. <laughs> <laughs> House cleaning. Quick Save Club is playing Screamer 2 and racing games. It's any racing game you want to play. On the, as long as it's on the PC and you're having a good time. Because that's what we're going to talk about soon. And then uh, before that, we got to do an episode on... Uh, what game was that? Torchlight 2. At some point, we'll do that. Next month, I don't remember what the heck we were playing. I don't even know. Something, though. It's PC-related. Uh, Cartridge Club is playing Wonder Boy 3. The Dragon's Trap. I did try to play that game. I uh, Have you ever played that? Wonder Boy 3, The Dragon's Trap? He's shaking his head no. He's muted now because he stuffed his face so full of cake that he can't talk. He's like... Uh, bread, not cake. What was that guy, uh, Raymond Burr, who shot Alexander Hamilton or something? Oh, the Got Milk commercial? Yeah, they had the peanut butter in his mouth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's you. That was a trivia question when we had the two dorks on. That's right. And I remember the um, answer. It was Raymond Burr. It was Raymond Burr. Raymond Burr shot Alexander Hamilton. Raymond Burr. Yeah. Uh, I tried playing one. Have you tried to play Wonder Boy 3? No. I I have never played a Wonder Boy game at all. So I just. Is this a modern Wonder Boy game? I think it's either the modern one or the original Sega. Genesis? Because that's my image, is that Wonder Boy is a really old game that yeah. probably only Eric knows. I think you're I think you're correct. Yeah. So I start playing this game, and you play this guy who has like this health meter up at the top of the screen, and you got a big sword. And you play through the level as a big sword, you know, and I'm getting the use of the controls and all that, and I get through the level, and at the end of the level, my reward for getting through the level was my health meter goes down to one heart. And now I'm a dragon, but I'm just a little dragon that walks around and uh, shoots fire, kind of lame fire. So then I uh, get through that. I get through that level. I don't know if you can change back to the guy with the big sword or, or anything. I don't know. I didn't say if you could. I was stuck as this, you know, dragon that could breathe fire. So then I play through that level. I was enjoying the guy with the big sword, this guy with the thing and fire. And he was okay. But it wasn't great. So then I play through that level, and then I get through that level, and then at the end of that level, I'm now a mouse with a tiny sword that is horrible. Like, you can't do anything with this guy. Guys come up to him, and he's got, like, no range or whatever. 
And I'm like, why am I keep playing this game and the character I'm playing keeps getting worse? Aren't they supposed to get better as you go through the game? You get power-ups and that, and then you take on bigger enemies. Not worse. Did you read the instruction booklet? Oh, God, no, I didn't read anything. Why would I read something? I'm playing a video game. I don't read. Hmm. I hated Fair that. point. My buddy Frank used to punish me all the time, get Matt upset at me, because we would get a video game, and I would just start playing it. He'd be like, no, you got to read the instructions. I'm like, I... I'm a Commodore 64 kid. You didn't have instructions. You had you got 20 games on a disc, and you just put them in. And you started figuring them out. <laughs> games didn't come with instructions. That's true. When I uh, got a new game way back when, I would always go through the instruction booklet first. Never did. And, you know, it did, it's bit me in the ass many times. I've played games where at the end it was like, oh, you could do this. This game would have been so much easier if I would have known that. It says it right in the instructions, you know, but... That, that's a good point. You know what? That should be a, a, a whole topic for the Retro Nonsense podcast. Yeah. Because I've heard a lot of podcasts do like top fives, this and that, whatever. I've never heard the discussion over how much of the instruction booklet gets read or, you know, if you go through that first before playing. Well, I believe Chris Roberts is working towards a complete NES manual. So he has almost all of them. So. I, I just listened to their latest one, and I think he said he's missing like 10. 10? There you go. So he has almost all of them, so he can actually read through them and uh, just do that. That's your podcast, just read through the NES manuals. Just one by one. Yeah. I think somebody was doing that on YouTube a long time ago where they would just go through every manual on the NES. Like they would just like flip through it, and that was an episode, and they'd flip through another one, and that was an episode. I don't know if that guy's still doing it or if he finished it. Or whatever. Anyways. Somebody would watch it. Next month, Cartridge Club is playing Ghostbusters, the video game. And then after that, they're doing Turtle Power, which is Ninja Turtle games. Ninja Turtle arcade games. That's two solid months right there. RF Gen, I have no idea. I went over to the website, and I couldn't find a, a thread on what they were playing. So I don't know. I always forget, and you got to go listen to the podcast, and then you got to, like, yeah, search for it. Yeah, but in the, it's usually they have a thread for it in their in their form. So that's where I usually go because it it makes sense the way they do it if you're if you're listening to it. But like the game of the month that they play, their episode never comes out on the month that they play. It comes out on the month after. Hmm. So that's where it gets. It makes sense, but it's kind of confusing. Well, if they're listening. I just want to say I like the way that the Cartridge Club has been doing it, where they put up a little banner, and it shows like a couple months worth yeah, of games. That's a good idea. It's, it's always good to, good. yeah. It was. It's always good to uh, not only for our purposes, but it's good for to let people know ahead of time what games you're going to be playing. Right. Then, or again with the Cartridge Club, you, I'm not I'm not beating down on you guys. Just saying the Cartridge Club. Uh, they also put it in the Twitter name. You know, just. Super easy access. That's way too much work. Now you're talking crazy talk. Well, to be fair, I think RF Gen has two guys, where the Cartridge Club has a team. There's like a bunch of people that work in there, and Josh. So, and Josh, and Josh, <laughs> and Josh works everywhere. He's everywhere. He's a uh, he's he's works for everybody. Uh, can you check if on your Tubi, if you have the movie Long Shots? Because next this month, it's Tubi Magic, and we're supposed to be doing 
the movie Long Shots, aka I did I did check Long and Shots. I don't have it. You don't have it on your Tubi. No, I don't. Damn it! Because because I have also been uh, updating my Twitter with the yes film Dango of the month. Yes, and I couldn't find anything for this uh, Long Shots. Okay, but if I play the movie down in on Discord for you. Mm-hmm. That should that should work okay though, right? That, that's that's what I'm going with. Okay, all right. So we're still good because I have and it's on Tubi. It's not something I'm downloading or anything. It'll be on Tubi, so it should still work. Mm-hmm. I uh, we did do uh, the Festivus on the 23rd, and mm-hmm. that worked out uh, pretty well. We I uh, heard I had hoped to try to get in there, but I couldn't. We watched the episode, and then you know we were kind of craving more, so we ended up watching the the extras, <clears throat> um, because. There was some discussion over who actually wrote that episode because there was one guy that was credited as the writer for that episode, but it felt like Festivus felt like a Larry David idea. Like it just mm-hmm. felt very Larry David, but uh, no, it turned out that it was this one guy, like his parents, his dad, especially uh, started his own. He didn't like the commercialism of Christmas. So he started his own holiday. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it wasn't set on December 23rd. It would happen like on a weekend sometime in December. And they would find out like, okay, we're doing Festivus this weekend kind of thing. <laughs> so so the term Festivus was actually from his yeah. childhood. Yeah. Wow. And there was something else in that episode. That episode had, we were counting, it was like, there was like four or five things in that episode that are all going on at the same time. Because you, you got Festivus, but that's only a small part of the episode. Because the episode is actually called The Strike. And the big part of the story is about how Kramer goes back to this uh, bagel place uh, to work. Because he, uh, he was on strike. And, right. Uh, he never they, quit his job. He never <laughs> quit. They went on strike because they wanted a certain amount of pay an hour. And then they found out that the bagel place was finally offering them that pay. But it was only because they raised minimum wage to the pay that they were asking right, for. Right. Right? So now he's so then he goes back to work. Lane gives uh, Kevin McDonald from the uh, 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 what the heck's the name of that show? Not New Kids on the Block. Kids in the Hall. He's he's the guy that's dressed in the all denim. He's got the denim vest and the denim shirt. Right. Right. So he she gives him. Uh, her phone number on the back of a sub card and there's a punch card. And if you, she got like 12 punches on it, she gets a free sub mm-hmm. and she accidentally gives her writes down a fake phone number to that guy on there. So there's that storyline going on. There's a bunch of storylines going on that one. Well, there always are. Yeah. There's always uh, two or three things to, going on. It's amazing. Cause usually you got your, your, your a and your B, but Seinfeld would often have a C or even a D. Yeah. And then they would all tie in. And they would all tie together. It was great. And it does in that episode. Everything comes together. Oh, and then, of course, the uh, good light, bad lighting. Uh, the two-faced uh, that Jerry is uh, dating. Right. right that, so yeah. that happened to the same guy, too. So it was that was a story from his past and the, um, the Festivus thing. We were two stories from his past. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it all ties towards the end where they have that family dinner. And uh, he was given, or no, it was the, maybe it was the Festivus cards, the cards that he gave. I can't remember. Anyways. I can't remember. You saw it like I, a week it was ago. The 23rd, I haven't man. seen it in 15 years and, and it sounded been, familiar. It's, I've only seen it about a, a dozen or so times. So Right. 
Okay. How about in February for Film Dangle? What do you think of doing The Godfather 1 and 2? Any particular reason? I just or feel just, like watching them. Just feel like watching them. Yeah. That's cool because, yeah, I've I've always wanted to watch those. I saw Godfather so long ago that I don't really remember much. So one and two are, are big, long movies. So I won't subject anyone to three, but if you want to watch three, it'll be, oh, it'll be available. T- I've heard tell of three. Well, and here's the other thing, too. Uh, Francis Ford Coppola just redid, redid three. I don't know if he rebooted it or re... <laughs> rebooted <laughs> mastered it I don't know he did something with three where he edited it so things made a little more sense really at the end of the day when it comes to Godfather 3 it's Sofia Coppola's acting she's a great director she's a great she picks good scripts for her movies but when she was a teenager for that film she was just god awful and Francis Ford Coppola had I don't know some sort of blinder on when it came to her acting. Cause yeah, but it's not, it has, it's not a bad movie. It has some good parts in it, but we'll get to it next month. So Godfather one, two and three, if you feel like it. Okay, sure. Yeah. All right. We've got a lot sure. of talk, lots to talk about. So might as well just get into the, um, get into the rundown. Yeah. All right. Gosh, we got in here. Oh, all right. Wow. Well, I know, I know, Rocket Sauce is out there, so let me say this while he's around. Bill says Sophia Coppola admits that her acting was bad. That's pretty. I suppose okay. you'd have to if if the entire internet is constantly beating on you. Yeah. Try oh, by the way, the happy side. Happy New Year! By the way, I almost forgot to tell you Happy New Year. Happy change of number. Let me ask you because you're the the English guy. You have like the English. It's Happy New Year, right? Not Happy New Years. Well, Happy it's only New one new year right. we're going into. See, I think where people get confused, it's a it's New Year's Eve because right. the Eve belongs to New Year's New Year's yes, New Year's Day, but it's New Happy New Year, not Happy New Year's. Yeah. Okay. Or it's just you know Friday. I really could care less about New Year's. Twenty twenty one is off to a good start. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, are we really gonna do that later? Yeah, right. or we can do about it now if you want. Are you? No, want I want to start with something. We'll we'll sandwich it. Okay, we're gonna crush that thing in the middle there. Uh, I started off um, the new year. My happy new year was playing the Nintendo sixty four. I had For a little you. craving. Yeah, it's why. Well, <laughs> It's odd because it's a system that I very rarely use, but I still keep it. And I've only got four games for it now. And I was just thinking, you know, why not? I'm on winter vacation here. I've got some time. The kids will probably get a kick out of it. Hook up the old Nintendo 64, which looks like garbage on contemporary televisions. Um... But I hooked it up and I, I put all four games that I have in, which are, um, no wonder I'm so grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, WrestleMania 2000, WCWNWO, I think, Revenge. Uh, two wrestling games, which are like the same exact game, except I, I do think that WCW one is a little bit better. Um, 
Rogue Squadron and Sin and Punishment. Those are the four games I still have. And I realized that the wrestling game is pretty fun. If you're into a wrestling game, it, the controls are great. Like It really controls very well. I understand why so many people went gaga over those games. But uh, even Rogue Squadron and Sin and Punishment, not, not grabbing me the way really? I thought they would. Yeah, it's, I mean, Rogue Squadron's fun, but once you've played like the Battlefront, games mm, the yeah. early 2000 battlefront games like yeah that, that's the better uh flight simulator and you get to run around and stuff and yes get bonus i was waiting for that and it didn't impress me one bit when it happened mm. and that game is like all the anime style and voice acting is so that's not, anime for you not appealing to me right now so I don't know. It didn't grab me. So uh, my kids and I played the wrestling games for a bit, and they were having fun uh, just, you know, bouncing off the ropes, and every time you fall down, they think it's funny. So <laughs> We had that. Yeah. So. That's good. <laughs> there you go. I also, if you want to keep on the track, I also played Super Mario Brothers. Again, because I listened to that Retro Nonsense podcast, and they were going on about how they like Super Mario 1 better than 2 or 3, and I was like, you know what? Maybe I should give that a shot. And I played through the first level all the way to the flagpole. <laughs> wow. Yeah. On your first try, did you get through it? No, no death run? No, no death, death run. run. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, awesome. That's the thing with Mario Brothers. I, I, once in a while, I'll get motivated to go back to it. But I only ever make it to the first level. And then I'm like, oh, I'm good. I really don't need to do anymore. Mm. I I got to agree with uh, the retro nonsense. I get. Are they the crew now? Are they the retro nonsense crew? It's the retro, the retro nonsense podcast, and it's Duke with Chris. Well, I re I uh, agree with those guys. I think Super Mario Brothers level design wise and just gameplay wise is. I mean, it, two is just kind of not really my thing. Um, you could tell like it is a different game. Like it's not really a Mario game. Mm -hmm. And then uh, three it's, there's no, um, it just, uh, it, it goes on too long. Like it, it, it feels like it needs a save point at some point. Like I'm not going to sit there. Like every time I turn on that game, so you got to start all the way at the beginning mm -hmm. and play through all the stuff at the beginning. And then it's like, okay, I'm kind of done with this game right now. I would just like to put a period here and move on. Whereas the first one, you know, as long as you know where the warp uh, pipes are, you can just kind of, you know, go through the games really fast and and zip through it. Right. Know? Well, like get, you get have to that. Where you've been. You have that in part three. Granted, it's been a long time since I've played it, but th there were warps, and you got was it the flute or something that yeah lets you skip ahead. But uh, I guess. But but still, if you were sitting. It, yeah, even if you were sitting down to play like a quick run through it, isn't it still a couple of hours yeah, to get through that game? Yeah. Because yeah. that's I've never beaten that game. I played it a lot when I was a kid because my cousin had it. So I could only play it when I was at her house. Uh, but even then, it's like I'd get to the last level with the, the ship and the cannonballs and stuff. And uh, I, I don't know. There were some times where I just couldn't get through it. And other times where just, you know... I've been playing for so long. Yeah. I got to take a break. That's what I mean. You know, and I suppose you could leave the thing on and, you know, get back to it later, whatever. Anyways, I, 
it's not a bad game. Not hating. I'm just comparing. If you're going to compare the first three Super Mario Brother games, I prefer the first one, even with its inferior graphics. I I I think gameplay wise, it's better. Hmm. Okay, what's Deponia? Deponia is a point and click PC game series. There's, I, I believe, there's four of them. I see them all the time. I never really investigated. I, them. I bought them a while back, and you know, I was trying to just get a bunch of different. Like, oh, that was back when I realized they have been making point and click games beyond the nineties. <laughs> like, well, really? <laughs> right? They, they still make these things. So I bought a bunch of them when they were on sale, and never played them. And then again, winter vacation had some time, so I figured, all right, give it a shot. And it's one of those. It's good, but not great. There, there are some really good moments, and the gameplay itself is fun. It's just one of those games that has a really annoying main character. And in these point-and-click games, where there's a lot of dialogue and a lot of options. It just it gets grating after a while. And I don't understand why they do that in so many of these games. Like, y- you kind of have, like, a goofball character. Like, think of the Monkey Island games. You know, the main character, he's, he's a little off but in a funny, charming way. Yeah. This game and other games like it, it, it's just more annoying to the point like, I can you focus on what's going on? Can you pretend to be a hero instead of constantly being so stupid that you, you know, can't pay attention to the plot and everything? It's quirky, but not annoying. They, mm-hmm. they can't seem to get that right. Yeah. So if you can, I, I've been like fast clicking through a lot of the dialogue because uh, the puzzles at times are really fun. Uh, in fact, uh, I'm on the second game now and there was one, there were two puzzles that kind of really break the fourth wall. If you think back to like um, the X-Men game on the Genesis where you had to physically hit the reset button right. or Metal Gear Solid where you have to look on the back of the... The, the CD case for the code, you know, there were a couple little things like that, which I thought were clever. So I'm, I'm going to play through the games and I, I think I have the third one too. Uh, but main character is really obnoxious. Mm. That's I, just, I, I, I don't understand how people can't get that balance, right? Quirky and fun and entertaining without being super obnoxious. Like we do. <laughs> yes, that's us. You just described <laughs> us. All right. Well, okay. I'll just mention my video game before we move on because we're in the video game section, I guess. I, I really avoided, not avoided, but just really hadn't been in the mood to play any too many games last year. Mm. Um, but at, towards the end of the year, I have this idea in my head that I'm going to get through uh, two Assassin's Creed games within a year. So then eventually I'll catch up to the Assassin's Creed games for some reason. Um, So I've been stuck on three for like three years. (laughs) So I finally finished the Assassin's Creed 3 and it was okay. I started playing some of the DLC and it it wasn't really grabbing me. So I just jumped right into Assassin's Creed 4. And Assassin's Creed 4 uh, is, it's a pirate game. It's not even really an assassin game. You, You play an assassin, but you have your own pirate ship and you can just they give you like this uh, part of the Caribbean that you can float around and go on different islands and explore and find things and find treasures. And you can upgrade your ship and you can upgrade all your 
ninja ninja stuff like your blades that come out i guess assassin stuff your blades that come out of your wrists and your sword and all that and you can take over other ships you can use your spyglass and look at a ship and and Ooh. see hey that ship has wood and for my next upgrade i need you know 100 pieces of wood so let's go take over that ship so you can just sail on over and start shooting your cannons at it not destroy it just get it down to a point where you can uh swing over to the other ship and take it over and um get your wood that you can then use to upgrade your ship. So then you can take on bigger ships and uh, there's these forts and you can go and bomb the forts and knock all them down. Then you can take over the forts and all that. It's good times. It was a lot of fun. I was enjoying it. Pirate game. Yeah. I got it for free too, like from Ubisoft, I don't know, three or four years ago when they were having like a 20th anniversary or something and they were just giving games away for free. So it's a lot of fun. So it took me forever, though. It was a long game, but I had the holidays, too. I started it in, in the beginning of December, but it took me until after January, like sometime just a few days ago, to actually finally finish it. That sounds like a fun kind of game that I'm never going to play. It's really long. It was like... That, it, that's the thing. Like it, When you said you have to go over and get wood, like, oh, no. Well, it's like you got to craft and save and... It's one of those, it's one harvest of those, and all that. It's one of those games where you don't really have to do that. It's only if you. But like, it's there, and you feel. Well, I feel see. like I had more fun doing that stuff than actually playing the story of the game. I was actually getting annoyed when the game would be like, "Okay, if you want to like explore this next area, yeah, kind of got to go through the story a little bit." And then there were parts of the games where, because it's an Assassin's Creed game, you're always in the past. But it's like a, you got a VR helmet on, and then you end up in the in the future, and you got to do stuff like in the present day. You got to do stuff in the present day because the Assassin's Creed games are all about memories, and what you're doing is you're tapping into your your personal DNA. It has memories of your ancestors in it, and that's what you're tapping into. It's really trippy sci-fi stuff, and you tap into that stuff, and then you can go in. So basically, they do that so they can have invisible walls everywhere. Like, if they don't want you to go in a direction, it's just like, oh, your memories, like, your your ancestor never went in this direction. So, so they're just memories are... justifying the limitations of yeah, the exactly, exactly. the story. And meanwhile, I'm just like, you know what? Just put the the thing, the wall there. Like, for, let's forget about the future. I just want to skip all just the Just put a big stuff. wall, like a real big I'm fine. wall. I'm fine with it. Put, like, Trump's wall there. I don't care. Whatever it is. It's I'm fine game. with it. Just let we, me, we've uh, had invisible walls in games for a very long time. People have gotten used to it. I mean, just let me be a pirate. It's it's, it's good. But anyways, it was good. It was a lot of fun. That's what, That sounds cool. Just be a pirate, run around, shooting cannons. Yeah, you down. can upgrade your cannons and all, all sorts of good stuff. Yo, ho, ho. Kevin's of the Caribbean. <laughs> yes, line. Steven. Yeah, it was uh, good. Hang on. World in 64. Is that a Mario thing? Super Mar- was, so Rocket Sauce, Mario. Rocket Sauce saying Super Mario World and Super Mar- Mario 64 are better than the original Super Mario Brothers. Mm, no, could never get into them. I'll give. I love World, and I think World is my favorite. I I like that one, and it, that one does have. It has saves. That one. Does I think have I saves. remember playing that game, and I got up to one of those um, ghost castles, and it was one of those you got to find the right path to get through. Yep. 
was like, I ain't doing this. <laughs> it doesn't take that the, much. Where's the flagpole? It, in fairness, there is that in Super Mario Brothers 1 as well, where you got to. No, you skip those levels. You warp right to, to eight. No, I don't do that. I don't do that. I played through the game legit. And then I when I when I got to a point where I could warp to that, then I would warp to that. The game that I would go back to the most would be Super Mario Brothers 2. But even no. that one, like even that one I can't go back to anymore because it's just like I don't want to play this. Yeah. Yeah. When I, I often pop in a game, I'll play through the first level or the first five minutes, and then my motivation to continue is just gone. Yeah, that's how that's how D thirteen Derek. That's how he plays video games. He only plays mm-hmm. the first five minutes, and he moves on to something else. There you go. It's the way to do it. So you can say, like, I played a hundred games yesterday. Yeah, sure. For 10, yeah. 10 seconds each. Did you hear their podcast? Uh, Josh and Derek have a new podcast. What? No. What's their podcast? Uh, it's the the not so special podcast rebooted or relaunched or something. Is, what feed is that on? Um, I don't remember, but it was on Twitter. So I clicked on the link and it brought me to the, the thing. And they talk about a lot of stuff. Like what, what do you mean? A lot of stuff. Like, I think the, I think it was like two and a half hours. <laughs> Not so special podcast. Two new episodes. Oh, two new episodes. I haven't gotten the Wait. newest one. Well, this this might. Now this it is came. It came out like a li- maybe or before Christmas, after Christmas, somewhere around there. No, this is saying episode one and two are new. That's not new. Well, I don't. I never heard about this. So I go to... go to go to Josh's uh, Twitter. And just scroll through his old posts and you'll find it. That sounds like a lot of work. I feel like as if this podcast should just come to me. It was, it was, it was pretty (laughs) brutal at the beginning. Not, not for the show that, I mean, they have some entertaining conversations, but they careful now. This is a new podcast and we know, I know, I know how sensitive people are with their new podcasts. I know. I'm saying it was pretty brutal at the beginning because they, they started by dragging out the corpses of all the podcasts that were canceled <laughs> or or have gone on hiatus in the past year. And there were so many podcasts they listed. Well, that sounds like fun. What are you talking so That doesn't fun. sound brutal. It sounds like a blast. <laughs> yeah, it, well, brutal for some people, but I, I was highly entertained by that. Oh, wow. Okay. I was, uh, let's see, I bet you we got some people in the chat that were uh, <laughs> installed a bit by that show. That's good. All right. Well, I want to hear that. That has motivated me now to scroll through Josh's uh, timeline on Twitter. Go through his creepy timeline. All right, let's talk about miniatures. What do you want to say? Oh, that was another part of my winter holiday. I ordered so many miniatures um, last year. So I guess it's been... Oh, no, 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 but they didn't show up until late. So really, it was the past couple of months, like two or three months. or It's just been slowly cleaning them up, getting them out of the packages, 
because you got to cut away all the little little extra plastic that's around yep. their arms, like little yeah. seam lines and things. Yeah. Clean you file that down? Them. The material that they make them out of them is a little softer. So it's oh. filing is not very easy on that. You got to kind of cut it away, which takes longer. And you got to be careful not to cut off an arm and stuff like too that. much. Yeah. So one by one, a little cutting. I can't see anymore. So I got to wear those goofy <laughs> Ghostbusters go ecto goggles. Yep. No, that, uh, okay. Was it the ecto goggles or what uh, Dana Barrett was wearing to uh, paint the, uh, you're right. Yes, it Vigo. was Dana Barrett. She was uh, cleaning Vigo. up Vigo. Right. She's cleaning the, the Vigo cleaning That's binoculars. Right. Yes. And then you got to uh, wash them. You scrub them with a toothbrush, soapy water, because it mm -hmm. has the, the release agent on there. So you scrub all that off, and then you let them dry, and some, some you got to glue together. You got to glue them on a little base. You let that dry, and then you got to put the little like sand and rocks and things down in the basing. So I'm at that point where they're all on bases now. They're, they've all been cleaned. Uh, but some of them I still have to put a little bit of uh, sand and stuff. And then I finally get to start painting them. So it's it's good times. It's very fun. Sounds like a blast. Mm -hmm. It's very, very fun. Okay. I'll, I'll upload a picture for everyone so they can all share my joy. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Is that all you need to say about the miniatures? That's all you want to hear. Well, okay, more good. than you wanted to hear, I'm sure. Oh, good. Because now I want to talk about politics. I want to talk about uh, <laughs> oh, my no. buddy, my buddy Trump, my buddy, my pal. What'd you think of the coup? Oh gosh. Well, it took me a minute because, of course, uh, these things tend to happen while I'm asleep. So mm -hmm. I wake up, and you know, I have a habit of checking my Twitter before I check the news. And I saw a whole lot of postings. Just, I can't believe what's going on. Uh, yours was something like, can we stop the argument of the left and the right are equally bad? Both sides <laughs> argument. Yes. Yeah. Um, it, it was surprising, but not surprising. Um, and just that for so long, people were talking about Hey, why you keep egging him on? Why do you keep uh, letting this go? Don't you realize the stuff he's saying is dangerous? Uh, and everyone's like, ah, it, it's just talk. It's just talk. But he's got a whole bunch. Now, again, not every, is it a coup if they don't try to stop them? Well, that's the other part of this. Yeah. I just want to say, you got your Republicans, then you got your, from those Republicans, you got your Trump supporters, mm -hmm. and from those Trump supporters, you have your insane Trump people, <laughs> yes. and then you got your, you know, neo-Nazi, white supremacy, gun nuts down south, and mm -hmm. that's really the section that we're talking about. Because I'm not going to say everyone who votes for Trump is part of what happened there. And definitely not everyone who's a Republican is a Trump person. But you have that one core that he was talking to and that he, he was sending his messages to. It's all this, you know, say it without saying it clearly, but everybody knows what's going on. And that has been going on for four years, more than four years, I'm sure, with all of the uh, the 
you know, his campaigning and stuff from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And it's just kept building and building and building to the point that the people that were standing outside, I haven't checked to make sure this is all a hundred percent verified, but you had the people with all the, um, the the anti-Jewish uh, yeah, there was a, written things like the Camp Auschwitz. Yeah, Camp Auschwitz. The, uh, I'd never heard of this before, but the 6MWE thing referring to 6 million wasn't enough. Oh, referring to goodness. how many uh, Jews were killed. Right. Um, you had people with the, the mock-up of the Marvel Civil War thing where instead of marvel it was the red box with maga civil war and then the date january 6th mm -hmm. to 2021 so i mean this thing was built up these people were ready and planning and he had that speech uh not too long ago like we're gonna march up there and we're gonna cheer everybody on and rudy giuliani earlier that day said the same thing uh what was it yeah uh Viol uh, combat. trial by violence or something like trial that by or combat. trial by combat yeah i egging everybody on mm -hmm. and you know you got that one core set of people that are completely backwards uh that are living in these like pre-civil war mentality uh that still goes on down there and hey what do you know it happened they actually did what they were told to do by someone that they view as being their leader. Yeah. Well, there's there's one thing that we have to be careful on, and that is that these people are dumb. That is not the case. Because what they are is following an ideology. And the ideology is not something that just appeals to people who are not smart. It appeals to everybody. Hitler had some smart people with him. Mm, yeah. With bad ideology. I mean, they were not sympathetic they were not they didn't have uh they didn't care about other people but they were book smart they could you know figure things out and figure out how to make war happen and mm. burn up jews and all the other crazy things that they did but it's bad ideology and that's what these people are they are just people who are who have hate in them and have bad ideology and they follow it um the thing that uh like what I tweeted out that day was that the whole both sides argument, the argument that this is something that falls on people on the left and people on the right, that everybody is equally responsible. Um, if you have that both sides argument, I am just tuning you out. I will sit there and I will like nod my head, whatever, but I am tuning you out because there is absolutely no way that this is the responsibility of both sides. I have never seen anyone who's called themselves uh, a Democrat let what happened this week, uh, I would uh, even imagine to allow what happened this week. And there was way too many Republicans that were just putting a blind eye towards it because they have their own uh, agenda. They have their own idea, idea that they could get Trump's people once Trump is done and they will be president like, like him. Right. And any anyone who was um, complacent with that, I, you just lost me. You completely lost me. Uh, and 
I mean, it's been said so many times this week, but if that was a Black Lives Matter movement, mm-hmm. all those people would have been shot. They would have been dead. I don't think they would have even made it that far. I mean, where was like this was all just a show from by Donald Trump. Donald Trump does this all the time. This is like his playbook. The news that day was going to be the Democrats won Georgia. And now the Democrats have the House, the Senate, and the presidency. That was going to be the news that day. And Trump looked at that and he said, I do not, I do not like that. I'm going to start up this shit show today. And that's exactly what he did. There was no, like, during the election, they had more barriers around the White House and the Senate than they did for this. There was absolutely no barriers. They, people could walk right up to the thing. And then when they got to those barriers, <laughs> there's video of it where the police just opened it up and said, yeah, come on in. Yeah, there was a – when I first started watching the footage, um, I, I was hearing things like, you know, the police were overwhelmed. There were just way too many people, so that's why they were able to breach the, the interior so easily. Uh, but then you start getting all the – the video of, yeah, it looked like the police kind of pulled that thing back. There's uh, police officers taking selfies with people inside the Capitol building. Uh, it's just a, a way too much of that. And, okay, you know, okay. again, the, the fact down the stairs, you know. Yeah, the, the fact that um, so much of this was known that it was going to happen. You know, yeah. I'm sure if you the I'm sure the government keeps track on these kind of things. If all these uh, websites and whatever are promoting this, hey, we're going to have this big march. We're going to go there. We're going to do this thing. We're printing up T-shirts, you know, everything for it. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe they would know this was going to happen and, and they would uh, be prepared for it. But it, you got the the protesters were inside and outside the Capitol building, you know, as far as protesters and uh, paid law enforcement. So there, there's a whole lot uh, that went on behind the scenes that led up to this whole thing. Yeah. Uh, and it's uh, I, I there's rumors now that they're trying to impeach him again. Um, and if he's impeached and convicted he cannot run for office again. And I think that would be a fantastic way to put somewhat of an end to this thing, because we know that if they don't, it's going to be, it's going to be him running again in 2024 for the next four years. That's all it's going to be. There's no way he's going to give up that power. And even if he doesn't get the nomination in 2024, I understand he's an old man, but there's nothing stopping him from running again in 2028. And just keeping this thing going and going and going. And mm-hmm. I just do not want, I, I just, it makes me sick to think that this just can continue forever. I, I, <laughs> no, well, I'm pretty, even if this hadn't happened, um, I'm pretty sure a number of Republicans that were staying loyal to him for their own political benefit uh, that are not, you know, to the extreme of the people that breached the Capitol. Uh, they probably would have fell away a little bit because I think think he's gotten enough of a taint around him that interpret that how you like um, where (laughs) it it just, it seems like things are getting a little nuts. Now that your term is over, we're going to quietly step back and he would have lost some of that support. But those people 
uh, the furries and everybody that broke into the Capitol, that's not going away. That That is going to remain. And whatever he decides to do after this, whatever he's allowed to do, whether it's running for some kind of office, I sincerely doubt he would ever run for any other office than president again. He, you can't step down and take a lower position. <clears throat> but whatever he does, if it's his radio thing, uh, network, whatever, uh, that's his core. He's keeping them. They're going to do whatever he says, whether it's donate money, whether it's go here, whether it's vote for this person, whether it's, um, you know, make a go, go parade and make a statement over there. Th- that's it. They're, they're just going to follow him around. And I don't know if that is ever going to transition to he's going to try to pass that off to his kids if they would have that kind of yeah, uh, ability totally. to pull. That's, that's what kings do is they pass off yeah. their their uh, dynasty often to their kids. I don't think I don't think I think that what the Republican Party was looking at was the 75 million people that voted for Trump and they were not willing to let that go. Right. I think part of really part of what did him in more than anything was that they he lost Georgia. And that was a sign that like, you know, OK, well, this guy does get a lot of votes, but it's not going to ever be enough. He got he has the other side charged up enough that they will show up more than will show up to vote against him. Mm-hmm. And really, I mean, it's Stacey Abrams in Georgia who started this whole thing, like when she lost the governor race and she's, and they were all begging her to run for the Senate. And she was like, no way am I running for the Senate. I'm going to stay here and fix Georgia. There was 150,000 people who voted in that, the Senate race, the runoff Senate election, more than the presidential election in November, 150,000 people more. That is from people that is from her group doing grassroots campaigning going door to door, getting people out to vote, telling them how important this thing is. People who didn't care enough to go and vote in November went out in uh, just a few days ago to vote, just to make sure that this guy, that that Mitch McConnell does not remain remain the uh, Senate majority leader. It's incredible. But uh, I don't think, I think that that's what they were looking at was that this, all those people that voted for him and that they don't want to let that go. They want to hold on to that, and they basically want to have their cake and eat it too. Uh, try to seem like as if they're in his favor, but like down it's that game that they always play, right? Denounce what he says, but doesn't don't denounce what he does. You know, like they always kind of play that game, like mm-hmm. oh, you know, he's very crass, and I would never say that, but they would never come out against anything he he did. You know, the only one who would is was Mitt Romney. He was basically the only guy that would actually. I actually voted to impeach him. But anyways, mm. I hope he, um, I hope they do. I don't think they will. I don't think it's real, but they really should just get like, it would be so nice just to have this over with. You know? Well, for a lot of people, this is going to be their, their final image of him, yeah. uh, you know, as president, as, as who he is, is just like, this is what he caused, you know? And I mean, you saw there was a, another video that came out the day there was the video the day of where he's like, uh, you're all special people. I love you, uh, but you got to go home, please. That one. And then there's the one where his, his handlers, his advisors, whoever it is, 
hopefully just verbally beat the shit out of them behind the scenes and no. said, look, you have got to say something more intelligent. No. You know, and what we're going to edit this. No, you know what yeah. happened is that the Republicans went to him and said, if you do not denounce this and uh, concede the election, mm-hmm. we will impeach you. We will side with the Democrats. <laughs> well, yeah. and we will impeach you. And he said, and he, he did not have a choice. They put him in, in a corner. That, that's essentially it. They, they got him to the point where he could not uh, pretend any longer. And now suddenly you got the concession. And, and, and the, fun, the, the sad old... thing is, is that he conceded through his uh, one of his handlers right. accounts because he couldn't tweet. <laughs> that's so freak. That's oh, man, just an embarrassment. Anyway, I hope it's over with. I really do. I hope this is the last thing and then we can all move on from it and focus on things like pandemics and whatnot you know you got to focus on what all the the drama going on in the canadian government how about that look there was one of um our i can't remember who it was one of our ministers was caught with a mega hat one of their photos and people are freaking out here like oh my god a mega hat get this person out of here so we're wearing a hat maybe he's doing the larry david thing Uh, leave me alone of course, uh, Stephen Catmax Gaming, he's Mr. Conspiracy Guy, thinks uh, they were paid to do it. Uh, no, they, they were not. They were not paid. If they were paid. They're getting was- paid in kind words. Somebody is is saying the things that are already in their head. It's like, oh, he's yeah. saying it too. All right. Propaganda. You're, you're justifying my beliefs. Propaganda is a powerful thing, man. It's really powerful. Uh, Frantic says the people from this coup were being interviewed today. If it was Black Lives Matter, they wouldn't have been able to be interviewed. Also, hi, guys. Oh, well, hello. Hi, Josh. Yes. Uh, this whole idea that these people were actually uh, um, what's what's their Antifa, if they were Antifa, mm-hmm. um, they they they're all on camera. They got photos of them. The guy in the that was sitting in Nancy Pelosi's chair, he's a QAnon guy. The, the the guy with the water buffalo mm-hmm. uh, horns, uh, QAnon. I mean, they trace them right back. They got photos with them with Republicans and, you know, the websites that they go to and take photos on and all that. I mean, uh, that is some uh, crazy level of Black Lives Matter uh, infiltration in their in their QAnon conspiracies, mm-hmm. if that's the case. So that that's all hogwash. Hogwash. Uh, now, Rocket Sauce says turn limits aren't real. They stop at two because Washington only served two terms. I'm Mr. American. Sure they, they probably uh, have, have it set somewhere. Uh, this is what I know as, as a Canadian and as an ignorant Canadian. When, uh, they, when the colonies took over and threw out the British, they wanted to make uh, Washington president. And Washington said, no, we're supposed to be doing a democracy here. I'm not going to be, or not president, but you're um, king. They wanted to make him king. It's like, no, we're not doing, uh, not doing the king thing. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to run things for four years, and then you're going to find someone else. And then after four years, they didn't really have their uh, shit together yet. So then he, had, he said, I'll stay on for another four years. And once we have that together, then we'll do it. And then so everyone kind of followed the two-year term limit thing until FDR, and he ran like I think he had four terms because the the country was in first they were in a depression and then they were in World War II so it didn't so he just kept running as president cuz the party the democratic party wasn't really ready to 
uh, they were just busy doing other things. That's my understanding. I don't know. FDR won four times. Yeah. But after that, they did put in, he's saying the same thing I am. After that, they did put in a stipulation that you can only run for two years. I believe it's in there now after FDR. Believe me, if it, if it weren't written down somewhere, Trump would have been, uh, you know, commenting on that. Yeah. Ad nauseum. Only Republicans who are willing to speak out against Trump are, were retiring. Yes, that that is true. But it has come out in like in the last couple of days. Finally, Mitch McConnell denounced him. And uh, I can't remember who else or someone else. But anyways, I don't know. Just get rid of them. We all got to be tired of this thing already. We yeah, gotta... I, I, I was ready to just I towards the end of December. I was just thinking, you know what? January 20th is coming pretty soon. I'm just not going to bother with any of the news. I don't care. Just let me know when it's over, when it's transitioned. And all right. And at least, I mean, it's beyond January 20th. You're still going to hear him in the news every day about something he said. Oh yeah. Of course. It's still going to go on for a long time, but at least he wouldn't have the regular platform. The way I like, that's how I, I felt about it. Um, over the past month, like it would be, before he'd say something crazy and then it'd be like, Oh, what's the follow to this going to be the last for the last month. Like he'd say something crazy. And I just, I would read the tweet and I'm like, Oh man, this guy's so sad. This is just so yeah, sad. That, that I was kind of getting the vibe. That's what a lot of people said. You know what? It's done. Just forget. There's no reason to get riled up anymore. And then boom. You yeah. Know? And then this week <laughs> it was just, yeah, there you go. Yeah. I understood that you meant previously, Bill, uh, before, but I am just saying that this week, Finally, some some people spoke out and Rocket Sauce wants to see more Theodore Roosevelt and less Franklin Roosevelt's. Oh, FDR was I thought FDR was good. I thought it was, you, you got your uh, old age security thing and helped you fight that war. Got a lot of uh, socialist things done. That's Is what that I another Simpsons quote? I don't know. Oh, well, you know what? You're probably it, right. <laughs> it sounds familiar. That's right. Yeah. You know, okay. That's enough of politics. We only got about a half hour to go. So let's uh, get back into more fun things. So uh, uh, looks like we got? Have on here, Karate Kid season three. So do you mean Cobra Kai? No, I call it the Karate Kid show. People love that show. Isn't there, yeah, a, the season, isn't there a season four? Isn't season four out now? Three is the new one. Oh, okay. They did two seasons on YouTube, yes. and then they got the partnership with Netflix, and now season three is the newest one out. Mm-hmm. And I did watch the whole thing, and I will say that show is very consistent. It hasn't gotten any better. It hasn't gotten any worse. <laughs> That's good, isn't it? It's just, it is what it is. So I find it entertaining enough to watch, and I will watch the other seasons that come out despite the fact that it is so stupid at times. It is just a ridiculously stupid, terrible show, but I find it entertaining. I have to watch it because everybody keeps going on and on about it. People who I would assume would never be interested in the show come out, of the. Uh, uh, they watch it and then they, they love it and then they can't stop right. watching. So I have to see what this thing's. About. There are some things the show does very well. I'm pretty sure I said this last time, but any of the the Johnny Lawrence character, 
his stuff, especially when it's played for comedy, is very entertaining. I, I, I enjoy the show most when it's about him. Daniel's character is super annoying because all he does constantly is say, I love Mr. Miyagi. I wish Mr. Miyagi was here. Mr. Miyagi taught me so many things, blah, 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 blah. That's all he does is he gives whiny speeches. Uh, and then the rest of it is all garbage about their kids and all this teenage drama and everything is a triangle relationship of, oh, they were together, but now they're apart and now they're together and they used to be friends, but now they're not friends, but now they're friends again, whether it's romance or friendship or business, it's just constant triangles. Despite all the negativity, there's still something very likable about the show. It's just, if you describe what's going on, it's such garbage, but it's entertaining. And a lot of people love it. I'll have to, I'll have to check it out. Rocket Sauce agrees with you. He says it's bad, but entertaining. Yeah, it, it's really weird because I wish they would focus less on the teenage stuff and do more on the, um, the just Johnny and Daniel and, and their kind of dealing with their past relationship. And, you know, what Johnny's, you know, improving his life would be fun. But for some reason, if they did that, I think it, it would kind of throw it off balance. So it, it's like you need the bad there for the good to be good. Mm. If that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bill says that Johnny L. Comedy is straight out of the Ricky Trailer Park Boys playbook. Johnny You've seen L. Comedy? What is Johnny L. Comedy? Isn't that the guy in the show? Johnny L. Oh, Johnny Lawrence. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. It's straight out of the Ricky. Yes, 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 yes. Same thing? Yeah, it's a lot of... Basically, if... I think you said you saw the, the original movie. His character wasn't dumb there. He was just the, you know, the bad arrogant guy. bad right. guy. But for this version, the TV show, they've kind of made him dumb. <laughs> he's like, like, he's kind of just a stupid, dumb bully. Uh, and that's kind of the persona that he's taken. But it, it's funny. It works for him. He plays it off well. Uh, and, yeah, there's a lot of 80s kind of cheese in there. Uh, like Rocket Sauce says, there's lots of 80s. The, the moments where Johnny Lawrence and Daniel LaRusso are forced to work together, even though they don't like each other, that's when you have uh, a good show. There, I think it was uh, the second or third episode where they were driving around together and they, they had couple of good moments that, that's that's all i want and i'm glad the show is only half an hour because yeah. if it went on any longer it would it probably wouldn't be tolerable uh steven cat max game wants to know when you will watch the expanse i don't know what that is it's a game it's a game it's a show on um amazon prime i don't think you have amazon prime do you i don't no yeah. i don't watch enough tv to to need all these other services I tried watching The Expanse. I found it so boring. I got to the episode. I, I enjoyed like the pilot. And I'm like, okay, let's see where this goes. And then I just got so bored. I'll tell you, I got up to the episode. There was two old ladies fighting in a cottage. And I'm like, you know what? This is, I don't even like understand. Fighting, fighting or just? They were arguing. They were just bickering in this cottage. And they're talking about stuff happening in the past. And I'm like, I don't know. What is going on? The show? I'm just, I'm done. I'm out of here. I, I, I don't know. You know me. I, I. I I watched Monty Python and the Holy Grail yesterday and I had a great time. That's a good uh, show. Just just give me the give me the old give stuff. Give me the classics. Yeah. <laughs> Throw cows over the wall. It's great. 
What's uh, RFRD? Oh, this is exciting. I wasn't sure if I was going to talk about this. Put it in the outline, so you're going to talk about it. Yeah, all right. Well, I, I had this idea in the back of my head for a long time, and I, I was uh, I was wondering if we would ever do this, and, and, and maybe not. But the RFRD is the Retro Fandango Radio Drama. What? The Retro Fandango Radio Drama. I always thought it might be fun if we did a radio drama. Like if people, <laughs> if we had a script and people started just writing uh, stupid stuff for the for okay. the script, and then we get a bunch of people on and we all you know do our parts and stuff. Sounds like a lot so of I work. Put it on there, yeah. But here's the thing: we don't write it. We get everybody else to write it. We tell people like, hey, if you write it, we'll do it. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're so not figured, radio though anymore. We're we, mm. we're a visual medium now. Well, that, yeah, all are, that we'd have to put up an audio only version. Mm, the I people see. use their imaginations. We we could be the little orphan Annie of twenty twenty one. I want a scene where I'm in a helicopter and I do the Les Nessman. Uh, yeah, you could totally do that. It'd be great. Up in the chapel. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I just had that in the back of my head for a long time. So I thought if anybody jumps on the idea and motivates me, maybe I'd pursue it. For any of you who don't know, Les Nessman was the news guy for WKRP, and he would do his traffic reports from the chopper, but he would actually be just sitting in the radio studio, and he would do this. You can see the traffic's building up on the I-9. <laughs> it's a good show. I haven't seen that in a very long time. Great theme song. Excellent theme song. I, uh, I want to watch the series again. I'm just waiting for the final season to dip in price on Amazon so I can buy it because i have all the other seasons i'm just waiting for that last one once you get it digitally i don't know if you can i don't know maybe you can I don't know. I don't know. tell me about this uh the good place because okay. I, I was tempted to watch that okay I'd, I'd be interested into finding out what you think of this show i so i started watching it and i watched about three episodes and the comedy wasn't really landing with me and I found it very predictable. I could kind of just guess what was happening. And the next thing you know, in the next episode, it would happen. Um, but uh, then the show kind of, it, it, it asks a lot of f uh, philosophical questions um, about it's the main theme is about humanity and us being good and bad as, as humans. Um, so it kind of, I was kind of getting a little bit of a star Trek. Vibe uh, as you were saying that I was thinking of Picard yeah. and Q. But it's, uh, well, like Picard and Q, it's done in half-hour segments, and it's um, um, a comedy. It's, it's like, it's, that's its main thing. It's a, it's a comedy show. And uh, I started, you know, after, you know, after about a dozen episodes, or even less than half a dozen episodes, I started getting, like, I started really liking the characters, and I ended up just binge-watching the whole thing. Mm -hmm. So, thankfully, it was only four seasons. Uh, each season had... Each season only had 13 episodes and they're only, you know, 22 minutes long. Nice. So I started it in mid-December and I just finished it, uh, I don't know, a few days ago. Um, so basically, how much, how much do I want to say? Well, if you so, want me to watch this, don't say too much. I'll just say, okay, so she dies at the beginning of the series. Like this, mm -hmm. I'm not... 
Uh, right, because the whole thing the takes place in the afterlife. Right, and she goes into the afterlife, and the afterlife is uh, run by this um, angel, played by Ted Danson, who's the architect hey. of... Yeah, and he's really good in the show. And he's the architect of this good place where uh, she is in heaven. Um, but it turns out that they mixed up her name. She died at the same day as someone who has the same name as her, who is the real person that deserves to be in the good place. And she's actually a bad person. Mm-hmm. So now she doesn't want Ted Dance and the angel to find out. So she's put into a house with her soulmate, who is actually the other person's soulmate. And uh, he's a f- philosophical, uh, Philosophy, philo- he's got the book smarts about philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> a philosophy major. Thank you very much. And um, so he helps her become good. Um, and then the show takes some twists and turns. Now, it's not, it's not so much about the story itself be- and the twists and turns because you can see where things are headed well before ahead of time but it's about the characters you know and the characters are are good and enjoyable and likable and to me that's all you can ask for in a show and then the other thing that gave me something to chew on is the whole like what makes a good a a person good and what makes a person bad you know like if a person does something with good intentions but it has a bad uh, a lot of bad side effects to that good thing Mm -hmm. did the person really do a bad thing you know, mm, and okay. it gets it gets into that. Done all with comedy, done entertaining, and I, I couldn't stop watching it. Sarah would tune in and out, and then she got sucked into the show as well. And then I I had to wait for her before I could watch another episode because she wanted to see what happened. So mm-hmm. it's good. It okay. was really good. I'll check it out. It's got the uh, so the main character is played by uh, what the heck's her name? She's a blonde. She's I know both. she she's married to Dax Shepard. Shepard. That's all I know. Kristen Bell plays the lead character. Mm-hmm. I've never seen her in anything before. I know she's a Veronica Mars person. I that's, tried watching. That's it. That's what I was. I've never seen guess. that show. I tried watching that Sarah Marshall movie. I, I couldn't get far into that. This is the first time I've actually watched her in something, and she was she was really good. So give it some time though. Give it some time. Like it didn't grab me right away. It it was kind of like oh okay I. I can see what's up with that guy. I know what that guy. And then the, the end of the episode would happen and that would be like the, so, but yeah. I don't know. You sold me on 22 minutes. That's <laughs> the 22 minute episodes. That's great. Okay. Uh, so I finished up that. Then on my own, I've been watching uh, some classic doctor who my mom uh, got me a back door into Brit box, which oh. is, um, which is the BBC slash ITVs streaming service so i was able to get into there i found a back door into there and uh they have all the classic doctor who episodes so i started watching the classic doctor who years ago they used to be on vimo you could stream them for free online but it was all fans that would post them up there right because there was no like doctor who the old doctor who's didn't exist anywhere you couldn't watch them anywhere so they would just put them up there but then uh this brit box kind of got uh put the kibosh on that um, and just recently they got the classic Doctor Who uh, episode. So I've been watching that. And then I've been watching some uh, Star Trek, uh, the original series. I'm almost finished uh, season one. Um, 
still good times. It's 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 been about twenty years since I watched a lot of the episodes, mm-hmm. um, because I I used to run it overnights uh, when I worked uh, in Barry, and uh, I you know I just got it was we had like the same forty episodes over and over again. There's eighty episodes we were missing half of them, uh, so there's some episodes that I haven't seen since I was a kid, and then there's other episodes that I've seen so many times, um, but. Um, it, yeah, that show really holds up. It's really good. Yep. Really good We're time. about in the same spot then because I I pretty much finished season one, but I didn't get into season two, and then I started watching other things. So I, I, I have one it. more. I have one more disc on the season, and man, they really cleaned them up for on on my Blu-rays. Man, they look fantastic. The uh, updated special effects really suck. They're um, hmm. you know it early two thousand. Yeah. yeah, it's early two thousand CG. I like looking at it to see what they've done. Like it's interesting to see what they, like they'll have an episode where uh, Captain Kirk would mention like, "Hey, let's uh, jettison uh, the pod," you know, kind of thing, and it would just be a line that he would throw away in the show. And then in the show itself, they would actually show like him jettisoning the the pod kind of thing. So hmm. that thing where like on uh, I watched the Galileo Seven, which is a great episode that involves hmm. uh, shuttlecraft, and in the um, in the show. Like they always said, oh, we could tell that that like they're searching for the shuttlecraft and they couldn't find it. And then Spock figures out a way to signal the ship. Spoiler alert for that episode. Um, and Sulu always says, no, it's not like a natural thing. It's got to be man-made because it's making a straight line. And, then you know, they actually show the, the ship making a straight line now. You know, it's not just you can have to use your imagination. You can see it. Mm. So there's a lot, of, a lot of cool little things in there like that. But really good. Uh, just to piss off Bill, I watched. Uh, I tried to watch Dazed and Confused uh, again. Have you ever watched that movie? I don't think so. It's um, not. No. Okay. No. No. I haven't. I only made it uh, a half hour in. The movie is just totally aimless. It's just a bunch of people in the seventies. Uh, they're jocks, and uh, they beat up nerds. And I don't know why I'm watching this movie because <laughs> I hate all these people. You're the people I couldn't wait to get away from in high school. And they made they're the alpha about. betas. I don't know what the heck they are. It was from Revenge of the Nerds. Alpha beta, sure. Alpha yeah, betas. right. Yeah, but see, in Revenge of the Nerds, the nerds were the main characters. I can yeah, relate yeah. to those guys. Mm-hmm. These guys, these like even the nerd in this movie is a friggin' jock. He can play baseball. <laughs> like, I mean, come on. I'm supposed to be, and so the guy. So the, the one guy slaps the baseball player, who's the nerd in the movie, in the ass with this paddle. Like, that's like their comeuppance kind of thing. They would do this hazing thing. And after they uh, beat him up, one of the guys like, hey, you okay, man? You need, need me to give you a ride home? Yeah, right. Give me a break. I never got offered a ride home. Go, go home with your bloody nose. Get out of here. Give me a break. Anyways. Sensitive spot, huh? And the movie's aimless. Like, there's just nothing. There's no story. There's nothing to connect anything. It's just scene after scene. It's like these girls are, are throwing ketchup and mustard on and oatmeal on these uh, younger girls because they're being hazed. And I'm like, all these people are miserable. Why? Like, there's no appeal to anybody in this movie. I, I didn't get it. Yes, Rocket Sauce is correct. We made better choices. Not watching better choices <laughs> Coming of age. Very good. Oh, poor Bill. Yes, poor Bill. Hey, um, before I forget, you mentioned about Doctor Who streaming before, and it, it reminded me um, there is a YouTube channel, uh, Fear 
the home of horror. And I just heard the other day that they are going to be uploading the classic, like, like legitimate, hopefully good quality uploads of the classic uh, universal monster movies like Dracula, oh. Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein. And they're going to make them available free on YouTube. Oh, nice. So uh, over the course of this month, there's going to be like a half dozen of the like Invisible Man, Wolfman, uh, Bride of Frankenstein, all that stuff. Is, um, well, what's a uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon? I think so. A... I think so. It's interesting because all the other movies were done in like the 30s and 40s. And I was surprised to find out that the Creature from the Black Lagoon was done in 1955. Oh, then maybe that's not in there yet. I think they're planning on releasing a lot of them, but everything that I looked at, it, it seemed like there were 30s and 40s. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I'm sure if you uh, research it, you can find what's going up there. I just watched The Wolfman over um, uh, last Halloween, mm-hmm. and uh, that movie is uh, creepy for reasons other than uh, him turning into the Wolfman. It starts off with him. Uh, he meets up with his friend who's a scientist who has a, who has like this high powered telescope. And the first thing the Wolfman does is he takes the high powered telescope and he turns it down. And he starts looking through the papers <laughs> and then he finds this girl who lives above the shop and she's dressing in her, uh, in her uh, room up, up above the shop. And then he goes over to the place and he's like, Hey, I noticed that you like to wear these kind of uh, clothing. <laughs> Was this ever considered charming? I understand it's 1941, but this is just total creep fest. That's what, uh, that fits in with a wolf man persona. Self-destructo. Howdy. Howdy. Welcome. Welcome to the show. All right. One movie I, I need to recommend to you. It's a movie about uh, the Go-Go's. You know, I like uh, my documentaries about music. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Go-Go's were a band, uh, the first and still only all-female band who wrote their own music to reach number one on the charts. Do the they only. still got the beat? They, uh, yeah, they got together and got the beat. So apparently having the beat means um, a lot of cocaine because these ladies uh, <laughs> took a lot of cocaine. But it was really interesting. They had some comings and goings in the band and that. And it was interesting how they, they started off as a punk band, Misfits and that. And then they kind of evolved into this uh, pop band that went on to have uh, huge success. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they died out really fast. There was like a flame that went out really fast. Um, but then as they got older, they matured and, you know, you mature a little bit and they got along again. And so apparently they're going to, they're playing on touring again and all that stuff, but it was an interesting movie. It was a good, uh, good documentary. Hmm. It's just called the go-go's. The go-go's. I liked it. Hmm. What else we got in here? It's all you um, now. You okay. Wrap up the show. Right. Well, I mentioned before that I, I started watching that Comedians in Cars. Yeah. Um, I finished it. I watched every episode except wow. for one. Um, Which one did you skip? Did you watch them all? I have not watched them all, but I, there's like sometimes he's got someone on there and I just I don't care about this person. So I just there were a couple of times where there was a guest that either I wasn't a fan of or didn't know. But I was like, all right, let me give the show a shot. And it was like. It, it ended up being a good episode, even if there's somebody I don't really care for, um, at, for their comedy or their movies or whatever. 
but you know it it's like you said there's no agenda it's just You're talking right. and having yeah. a conversation and you get to see wow you know i don't really like that person's comedy but just as a person that that was an entertaining sure. thing yeah. the only one i had to skip is he had some youtuber on um and I have no idea who she was. I never heard of her before. But the thing that got me is she kept doing the persona, whatever persona it is that she does for her show. Yeah. And it was a lot of sitting with Jerry Seinfeld be like, oh, so what's your name? Oh, you had a TV show? I never heard of it. And like doing this whole act of like, you're nothing special. I don't know who you are. And just trying to be funny. And I watched it for the first, and, and these things are like 16 minutes long. Yeah. yeah. So I'm watching it for a couple of minutes. And I'm like, okay, maybe once they actually get in the car and start going, she'll drop the act and just talk like a normal right. person. No, it, it continued. And I, I couldn't do it. I skipped right to the next episode. Um, Miranda, was that her name? Who knows? Could have been. But aside from that, everything else was great. I really hope that the series comes back. I'm guessing it won't because it kind of sounds like he's done. And uh, with Corona, this has got to be the most difficult show of right, all to yeah. pull off. In a car with someone else. So I don't know. It, it was a lot of fun. Miranda oh, God. Sings. No, why did you? No, self destructive. Why did you put that in my head? Now I got to know this fact. I could have forgotten it. Miranda Sings. Uh, there you go. Obnoxious. Uh did he ever have Chelsea Handler on? I don't know who that is, but it doesn't sound familiar. Okay, good. That would be the one I'd skip. I'd have to skip. Like, I can't. I don't know. Apparently, he he hates Bobcat Goldthwait, though. Yeah. Well, a lot of the old school comedians have some problem with him. And I think it goes beyond, like, his persona and that there's something up. Because he got in trouble with Jay Leno, right? He went on Jay Leno's show and set uh, Jay Leno's uh, the guest chair on fire. That was Arsenio Hall. No, it was Jay Leno. Bobcat? Was it Arsenio? Well, in Arsenio, he trashed the stage. Like he was spray painting the walls. Or maybe the chair was Leno. I don't know how to spell Bobcat's last name. Gold wife. Let's see. Leno. Chair. Coming up here. It's coming up. Yeah. No, it was Jay Leno. Okay. Well, he trashed Arsenio's stage. I think it was like one of the last shows before he went off the air. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Well, apparently a lot of people don't like him. Well, there was one episode of the comedians in cars where he says he hates somebody, but they bleep it out. And so I was like really curious. Like, who's he talking about? I remember that one. He goes off for a while. Yeah, I did see that one. Yeah. And so I, you know, you do a quick search and everyone's saying, oh, it, he was talking about Bob because he talks about how the person wasn't funny and had to do a voice and all that. And right. They have whatever rivalry. I don't care. It's just, um, it was Silly. a fun show. It was Silly. a very fun show. Okay. I also watched a uh, weighty four. The, the wonder woman 84 movie. Why, why are you calling it weighty four? Because that's how they write it. WW84. Weighty four. Terrible. Terrible. Weighty four. Just uh, like the movie. What is that on? Is that <laughs> on? Um, it it was on the internet. 
Oh, you you downloaded you? I you know uh, I it it was made available to me. Out of it, all the movies, why was that one made available to you? It it was just I saw it show up and I was like, you know what? Why not? New movie. Sure. Let's go. Have for you it. watched the X-Men movies yet? Like the good X-Men movies watched, that I've been trying to get you to watch? I watched X2 on New Year's Eve. I, why aren't you watching the good <laughs> stuff? Like there's too many Marvel movies. You keep watching this garbage DC stuff and hating it. I was it. curious. I saw the first Wonder Woman movie and I was it wasn't very good. It was okay. It, yeah, it's like it was okay in parts. It was mostly kind of boring, but it had a couple of really good action scenes. I watched this one and it starts with a terrible scene and then it goes to a really fun campy intentionally campy fun uh action scene like the introduction of wonder woman into the movie and it's it's done in a shopping mall and it it's in the 80s and it really it felt like they were intentionally trying to get that 80s action movie vibe it felt very much like the schwarzenegger commando fight in the mall and it it was fun It, it like it was stupid but they were having fun and then the rest of the movie is just garbage. It's just, it's boring. It's dull. It doesn't, there's like, you focus on one character and then they got like a second villain who uh, kind of looks like they're doing a Donald Trump thing with him. Uh, but it was just terrible. It was just really boring. I, I wasn't really like, the bar was set low for this movie. So I, I'm not expecting too much from it because. I, I didn't expect it to be so different from the first one. I thought it would be like, ah, it's okay, and a couple of fun scenes. But it was like, this is just bad. This is really bad. And then one good scene. Stop it. Get some help. Watch the good X-Men movies. No, watch, see, watch this, is, this is what happens. This is what happens. When you watch a movie and it's bad, you just say, oh, I watched a bad movie. If I watched it, I get like criticized. No, I want Or what happens more often is I'll go say, Hey, I want to see this movie. And you say, oh, I saw that. It was terrible. How come you get to watch a terrible movie and then advise other people that it's terrible? But I don't. No, I'm telling no, because I want you to watch these good movies so I can talk to you about them. But you keep watching the bad movies. Like you, you won't watch the Marvel movies because there's too many of them. Yet you're spending all this time watching oh, look, bad I, stuff. I, I bought them. I show you? I bought them. Look, I got I got a Marvel yeah, movie you right got, here. Have you watched yeah. them? No. <laughs> That's my point. No. Watch uh, I, I, did, I did watch Sideways. Oh, I have that on my PVR. I haven't I seen that in a long for, time. I bought it for a dollar. Was it good? Yeah. Does it hold up? Sec- it's still really good. It's it's really, really good. I heard what? I watched Wonder Woman Weapon 2. Wonder Woman 84 is supposed to be a tribute to Richard Donner's Superman? What? Nope. What? No. There's that one scene. Go to YouTube and look for Wonder Woman shopping mall, and you'll see the one scene that's worth watching. That's it. Uh, Self-Destructo says there's a scene where she takes off her costume. Is that one good scene? Is that takes off her costume? Maybe he's joking. (laughs) Maybe. I remember that. Uh, There's no 80s music. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't. Um, again, that shopping mall scene. There's a lot of like the 80s vibe. Yeah. 
but for the rest of the movie they don't hammer it over your head with bad 80s music or costumes or hair and stuff they don't go nuts doing i hate when they do a time period piece and they just go over the top with all the like the wedding singer Yes, yes, exactly <laughs> like that. Hey, Which I've is, got a CD player. What? Tongue-in-cheek, dude. It was <clears> tongue-in-cheek. <throat> That's a good no. joke. Okay. That's it. We have to wrap this up because then I got to eat supper and I got to do another podcast. Because that's my, that's my life on Friday nights now. How many podcasts have you done this year already? This year? This year. Like 2021? Yes. This is the first. This is it. Seriously. The first. Now, I almost... You bailed on us last week. That's true. I was supposed to... We were supposed to do an episode on January 1st, but I I had a sore throat. And I didn't want to... uh, What happened was it was... uh, We we Skyped with my mom. (laughs) I had to talk for two and a half hours with my mom. Wow. um, My... um, well, I had to get that Brit box that way into Brit box. So I met the two and a half hour conversation. Um, so yeah, my voice was strained the next day and I just, uh, yeah, thought I should uh, take it easy. And then uh, I was supposed to do Bill's show on Wednesday, but that was uh, the day that everything went crazy. Uh, so I got called in early to work. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't, I had to get ready for bed and, go to bed and try to get some sleep before four thirty in the morning mm-hmm. somehow. Right. Yeah. So there you go. So, this is it. so when are you recording the torchlight episode? I don't reading? know. I don't know. We recorded a holiday one. So that was December show. So it'll be January show. So we'll do it uh, sometime in January this month, yeah. sometime this month. I don't know. Josh was in the chat. He runs the show over there. Maybe he'll let me know. <laughs> he runs every show. Okay, that's it. Uh, follow Retro Fandango on Twitter at Retro underscore Fandango. It is the Cartridge Club's only weekly podcast. That's it. There's no more. No other shows do a weekly show. Apparently, there is uh, a tribute to all the shows that don't that used to do weekly shows but no longer do on uh, the reboot of the Unnecessary podcast so go check that out there's a plug for you guys i will have to check send me the uh what's the thing that piece of information i need to link the rss feed send me that so i can get in there hey look at this self-destructo says happy new year to me not you thanks dude oh you got it fellas You keep your miranda sings uh check us out on discord we're going to be doing the to be trash so you got to be you got to be a Discord member to get in there, and uh, so I guess we're gonna have we're gonna watch the movie together. We're gonna invite people to come in in the Discord chat to watch it, and then when it's over, we're gonna have to do an episode about it later. Yep. I guess yep. I guess that's yep. how it's gonna work. All right. So all the people that listen to it with us. Then have to listen to us talk. Well, they about it. they watch it. Watch it with us, yes. And then uh, I guess we report what we watched to the other people and to the other people. Yeah, I guess the little people. Listen, we got thirty people that listen to this show, and two of them showed up for Festivus. Three of them showed up. 
for Festivus. <laughs> so I tried. There's, there's a lot of people. Hey, all I had, we had Bill in there and we had the Q Dogs in there. That's all I really needed. I didn't need anyone else. Hmm. Maybe Self Destructo and Kyle. That would have been nice to have those two guys in there. Hmm. Uh, Robocop 3 sucks. I watched it once, Steven. I will never watch it again. It does. That's the one. There's so the no, one with that uh there's no um peter weller right jetpack <clears throat> jetpack right. yeah arm okay. low production quality yeah samurai cyborg i remember that i remember that movie my buddy frank bought it and uh he bought it on vhs and we got it home and he and he opened it up and if you know anything about v do i have a vhs tape here if you know anything about vhs like the spool on there is is big right like it takes mm-hmm. up like the entire cassette when he it pulled can, it out yes. when he pulled it out it was the spool was about that big because they put it on ep he bought oh. a, a movie on ep because wow. they wanted to save so much money it's that little bit of tape that's how that's how much the studio thinks of that movie it was good times yeah okay that's it. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for watching. Thanks, uh, Rocket Sauce, Cat Max Gaming, and Self Destructo, and Bill. And, and that's Josh. it. That's all. And Josh. He was in the chat for a split second. All right. <laughs> Rocket Sauce rather would rather watch Robocop 3. Yeah. WWE at least it's shorter. WW84 sounds like grease that you use to fix the uh, hinges on the on a door. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. And there you go.